Previously on the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. It's not going to be a, a, a two-touchdown win by either team, I don't think. So, man, I'm going to say like 41 to 38, and I think Tech gets it done. I think we kick a field goal at the end of the game to win. I think that Tech Ooh. wins this game 38 to 24. Wow. And welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. Josh. <laughs> and uh, I think I this say, may be the most difficult podcast we've ever had to do. I'll say, Nathan, you sound you sound mighty chipper at the the top of this, and uh, I don't I don't know that the rest of us are feeling that. Yeah, after thinking about it again for another second, uh, yeah. I I don't know even what to say, and we have to talk for half an hour about this. I don't think I've had a more painful tech sports moment. Oh, I have. <laughs> yeah, no, I well, have. no, I have, but I'm not talking about that one. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Josh, do you need actual <laughs> therapy, or <laughs> probably. Yeah, that's what Harper Hall will do to you. So I mean, the game. Thirty minutes talking about MCR. I mean, come on now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. Well, the game did not go. The game did not end very happily for for our team. Yeah, that's putting it one way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think to before we get into it, it's Monday as we we record this. So if we had recorded this Saturday night, I think oh all of us would have been a little bit we more. Should have, you know, uh, I, we, depressed. I, w- I, w- I wish we could have. I I was gonna make I was gonna make it to where I could. I was disappointed we didn't. Yeah, uh, schedules just didn't align, but you know, Probably keep that in mind as you listen. That that this is this is with two days of uh, recuperation. <laughs> I've had a lot on my car ride on the way home on I seventy in Kansas City to think about this. I keep thinking about it every once in a while, and getting sad again. Yeah, so let's kind of try to silo our sadness a little bit. Let's talk about the Hail Mary, but let's restrict how long we're allowed ourselves to talk about it. So for the next, I don't know, ten minutes, and then after that. We can't talk anything about it again. We can say the Hail Mary happened, but we can't talk about it or how it makes us feel or anything like that. And just get all that done up here in front. Let's talk about this Hail Mary. Hail Mary, run quick C. Remember the song by Tupac? I think yeah. we all do. We're still old enough for that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we 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 saw we ran quick C, I guess. I don't I don't know how to make that uh, correct, but Oh then, God. Uh <laughs> look, not like that. This play fucking sucks. Right. Uh, it's it of course suck. it fucking happened to us. Right. Like always it, us. It's a fucking bullshit play that worked for them. They either tipped it on purpose to their guy, which I don't believe that. I don't know if y'all saw that on Twitter or not, but I there was believe a, it anyway. there was a Dallas morning news beat writer who covers SMU who said that they practice jumping in and tipping the ball to themselves. And I just I mean, well, I mean, you can do- get a full. That is what happened. Well, but if you can pr- get a full hand on the ball that. to tip it, why are you yeah. not trying to catch it? That's what I don't understand. Well, I think that uh, I think they probably do practice the scenario of the defense tipping it and then trying to catch it. Yeah, but I yeah. don't think that they purposefully try because I mean you've poked a hole in that logic. Yeah, I th- I think part of it is rewatching it on loop right now, so injecting myself with more suffering. There are two SMU players that are not going for the ball at all. They are watching how the ball yeah. reacts and trying to make a play on it after it, it bounces because every yeah. tech defender is going for the ball, 
yeah, this could be practiced. If it wasn't practiced, then it's then that's a huge football IQ play by those two SMU receivers, including the I one that ended that up catching it. That was on it. purpose. But the beat writer was saying that the SMU wide receiver jumps in on purpose to eh. tip it to his teammate. Anyway, that's that. beside the point, right? Like it, the ball goes up. Our guys do what they're supposed to do and try to knock it down. It falls straight to a fucking SMU receiver who's just waiting there. And yeah, that's just we, lose uh, the game. we had a Bad DB luck. on that receiver, too. And he just kind of left to go try and chase the ball. Which is what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Knock the ball down. There's another guy there if you knock it down. I mean, now now you say, okay, so now, yeah, what I think it was BJ Williamson, what he should have done is stayed, waited for a deflection, and then every DB should have knocked the shit out of whatever SMU player was right next to That's correct, because you have full range. Yeah, because once the ball's tipped. Exactly. Yeah. I would have just started punching people in the privates. (laughs) Kenneth Addiction would not be a fan of you. Yeah, that's 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 a deep hole. Yeah. Oh man! But um, uh, I wasn't there to see this, and actually, I have to admit, I have not seen. Okay, we were seconds away from walking out the door to Fiesta Hispania, and so I shut it off as soon as the quarterback took the snap to throw the hail mary. I shut it off because Mark. because I saw the ESPN app that Tech lost because it showed thirty nine to thirty seven. I was like, well, they caught it. I don't know how, but they did. So I shut it off, and then I got the car, and Joe was like, you're right. I was like, nope, Tech lost again by two. Let's go. Uh, so I didn't actually see it, but I want to bring up something else that happened on that play that I didn't see until former uh, La Tech uh, offensive lineman, I believe, Michael Rodriguez, uh, quote tweeted it. Uh, one of our guys got the shit held out of him on yep. that play. One yep. of our defensive ends. And I don't mean like ticky tack hold. I mean like, holy no, shit. He, he got tackled by the shoulder yeah, from behind and held. Yeah. yeah he, he, beat the, he beat the left tackle fair and square off the line. Oh, and the left tackle grabbed him by the shoulder pads and and sat on him. Oh yeah, and, um, and now look, they're not going to they're not going to call holding zone. on the last play. I I don't think, but that's BS though because I well, I'm not saying no. What I understand. Saying. No, I, I'm with you. I have seen NFL games that have been decided on a holding call on the offense to end the game. I remember the Dallas Cowboys Redskins, now the Washington Football Team, uh, that got called in like 2008. I was watching it with my mom. I had never seen that before. So when this happened, I was like, you absolutely should have called that. Because if it's like ticky-tack hold, yeah. then maybe you don't call it. But when it's so egregious that it looked the way that that looked, you have to call that. I don't yep. care. You have to call that. That's Referee what we get for having right there, too. Yep. And, and, and AC refs, baby. The, the, shitty, the shittiest thing about that is that, so what Mordecai did was that hold was on the left side. He literally just runs to the left side and has a wide open lane to throw the ball. And it was only like a 40 yard through the air throw because they were on the 30 yard line, which we'll talk about in a minute, I guess. But but that just further proves the point I'm trying to make here that yeah. that is the difference in the game, because if he's not held, he probably gets to him or at least makes it to where he has to make an even more difficult throw. Yeah, no, because he would have been pressured. And that's part of this whole thing. And something I've seen criticism on Twitter about is the fact that Tech rushed five there and yeah, that holding would have happened no matter how many they rushed because that's the edge rusher one-on-one on that left tackle. But I don't really hate the idea of rushing five no, here because it gets I. him outside the pocket. Dropped- he's not Even with this, he's not able to set his feet. Dude, if we dropped eight and they still caught the Hail Mary, it would be, why the fuck did we only rush three? You're the stupidest coach I've ever seen. you got to get pressure, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't 100%. matter what you do. You're damned if you do or if you don't. As If they catch the Hail Mary, you're going to criticize whatever the call was defensively, right? That, and that, When the reality is, catching the Hail Mary is just fucking fluke, right? 
Like, well, that's that's kind of what I've been trying to reflect on these last couple of days. Because when it first happened, it's not it really isn't fair to levy a bunch of criticism against a coaching staff for a Hail Mary getting caught because it's right. just, it's like, it, it really is. It's a fluke play. It's, and it's not even a 50, 50 play. It's more like a 95, five play. Almost, right. they, all, tech rolled a natural one. Yeah. And it, it never, it never happens. God, you really know our base on huh, Nathan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Make a <laughs> D and D reference. Let's go. God. Our guy, uh, LaTeX sports central, uh, in, in the blue tech blue forums, said that basically according to ESPN's FPI tech at their peak chance of winning both the Mississippi state and SMU games had a one in 56,000 chance of losing both games. Well, God hates us. Yes. Yeah. Here, <laughs> Here we are. Here we are in that. the one, right? <laughs> well, uh, but here, here's the thing. My reaction when this actually happened was to laugh. Well, you said, laugh. and yeah, and, and I literally laughed out loud. I was also out the door after this. I was about to go drive about half an hour afterwards. I like, I I laughed. I turned off the TV. I kept laughing. It's still this to me is hilarious. I'm not sure if this is a joke or origin story, or, or if something's wrong with me mentally somehow else. A therapeutic processing tool that you've yeah. developed. But so, I mean, what are what are the odds that tech? has a huge lead over Mississippi State, blows the game late, and then has the field goal blocked that that could win them. The only thing that would be funnier is they somehow lost to Southeastern, but even that was decided because the quarterback fumbled while going to the ground, which gave Tech back the ball. I think we were all pretty sure that Southeastern had a pretty good shot of making their way down the field and winning that game too. Mm -hmm. And then this happens on the final play of a game that was back and forth the entire way, that SMU looked more in control of more of it than Tech did. And then, of course, this happens. Well, yeah, like I mean, comedy is strategy plus time, but I'm tired of waiting. This is just funny now. I mean, uh, so Nathan, you mentioned your reaction was to laugh and turn off the TV. Mine was to try to get the fuck out of the stadium. Like right when he caught it, I was like, I'm leaving. And then like halfway down the stairs from section OO, I was like, wait, no, I have to stay and sing the alma mater because I'm actually in the stadium. I'm not at my house where I can turn off the TV and be mad. So I, rough, I, like, I like made it halfway down and, and Catherine was there. <laughs> Catherine was there. It was her first game in the Joe. Also her third straight uh, loss, loss in heartbreaking fashion. Second by one um, point. Yeah, second. Well, second this wasn't one point, point, though. It was two points. Well, oh, yeah, two. you're right. She, well, hold she on has a seen a four-point loss, a two-point loss, and a one-point loss now. All but, she needs um, is a three-point loss, and then she gets yep. bingo. Yep, probably the Charlotte game. Well, I'm we'll sure see. that's coming. But any, anyway, I mean... Only thing I have on this is that it sucks, and it breaks my heart, and of course it happens to us, and I'm starting to laugh at it now, too. I did well, but uh, we should have never been in the position to get beat on a Hail Mary, and that is uh, more on the offense than the defense, in my opinion, at the end there. Oh, man. I completely disagree about the way this game went, by the way. So why don't we do the 60-second recap, and then we can, yeah. we can debate about that. I didn't, I didn't think SMU felt in control ever in this game. I, I thought it was back and forth, and, and I thought Tech felt very much in control in the fourth quarter. But let's, let's hear about the game as a whole. Yeah. Uh, in the past, I guess the last two games since we've been doing it this way, I've really pushed what 60 seconds really means. And I'll probably do that again here because a lot happened in this game. I'm going to time you again. We'll All right. See. Let's see how this goes. And I just need to start talking faster, I think, is the key to this. All right. And here we go. This game starts with back-to-back punts, but Tech strikes first with a 62-yard pass from Austin Kendall to Trey Harris. Then SMU answers with a touchdown of their own, but after a three and out for Tech, the Mustangs drive the length of the field just to get stuffed on a fourth and goal from the one-yard line, giving Tech back the ball. And the Bulldogs keep that momentum going with a 13-play, 99-yard drive to retake a 14-7 lead. But SMU gets one more touchdown plus a field goal as time expires in the second quarter 
to take a 16-14 lead into intermission. And just like last week against Southeastern, defenses were pretty much a non-factor early in the second half. It starts with a touchdown SMU, touchdown Tech, field goal SMU, touchdown Tech. And after that last Tech touchdown, the Bulldogs have a 28-26 lead. But after an interception, Southern Methodist immediately gets the ball inside the red zone and scores to retake a 33-28 lead. Then four straight possessions end in punts, as neither team seems to want it. But a run-heavy drive, along with a 32-yard pass by Tech, ends in a touchdown, and Tech retakes a lead 34-33. SMU goes three and out and then gets stuffed on fourth down. Tech just needs to run out the clock here, and they have this win. And they almost do, taking off two minutes and 42 seconds of the three minutes and 18 seconds left in the game before a Jonathan Barnes field goal extends Tech's lead to 37-33. But then on the final drive of the game, SMU gets chunks of 11 yards, then 15 yards, then 14 yards before this, what I believe, and I don't have it written down, is a 33-yard Hail Mary to give them the win, 39-37. to Yeah, Tech loses. What was the time? Uh, 126. Mm. So, uh, mm. yeah. I just to start calling it 90-second. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean that was fat. You you spoke very quickly, so uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you we'll give you a break it. for a second here. I mean I, I thought things that stood out. Um, that goal line stand at the one yard line was the first time an offense this season has gone into the red zone against Tech and not come out with not just points but a touchdown. That was the first time we had not allowed a touchdown in the red zone. Oh, um, that it was, was excellent, huge. Man. It, was it was huge. Great. Yeah. And I don't know what Sonny Dykes was doing running the ball three straight times from within like the three yard line, but it did not work. I mean, I'm pretty sure we could find examples of that back in like 2012. <laughs> Probably. The fucking uh, fourth quarter or, or overtime of the uh, Utah State game. How about that? Oh, there's, there's an example right there. Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. defense played excellent this game. I really have. Eh, excellent. I don't know about well, excellent. I mean, they gave, they gave up 39 points and 578 yards of offense for SMU. So I, I don't excellent. know about excellent, but they played uh, good enough. Yeah, they played. I, I think both sides of the ball played good enough to win. And like well, we said, uh, it was a fluke that caused us to lose. So that's no. Yeah, I, I, mean, I disagree. You disagree. Okay, what do you? So the offense didn't play well enough to win. Yeah, they they didn't. Not at the not at the fourth quarter. And you said this in both the fourth podcast. Quarter. You said this in both the podcast and on your three keys of victory that Tech could not settle for field goals mm. when they got into the red zone. And what did Tech do right at the very end of the game? Oh, when they okay. Needed you want to wanna go talk up. about this? You want to talk yeah. about this? Okay. Are we about to fight? Is that what's about to happen? <laughs> You want to talk about a fucking holding call that that ruined the game? I mean, yeah, the one on the Hail Mary was bad, but how about the one when Marcus Williams Jr. ran for 23 yards and a lineman behind the play got called for holding? Yeah, and then what did Tech do on the next play, on the next snap? False start. Second and 25. I mean, yeah. they did great getting us back in the field goal range, but you can't settle for field goals against a team like SMU. They can I drop mean, down the field in 30 seconds. So, yeah, well, clearly. <laughs> My my thing about the, six the, seconds. the skip haters, which maybe some of them are listening to this game, but I mean, skip on second and nine with three eighteen left in the game from the twenty three or from the thirty four yard line of SMU, right? Second and nine, three eighteen left. He calls a pass. It's a slant route to Trey Harris, who was phenomenal in this game. Oh, um, he was great uh, for eleven yards. Perfect, perfect play call. Just picked up the first down. We we were able to run two extra minutes off the clock with that play call. Marcus Williams Jr. breaks some tackles and scores a touchdown on the next play, but there's a hold. Uh, I haven't seen the hold. I don't know if you guys that watched it on TV have any additional commentary on maybe. It was, it was pretty it, bad. but It was pretty egregious or what? I, I don't know. But after that, I mean, it's 
it's first and 20, then I believe, Josh, you're right. ESPN's play-by-play is missing a play here, but I believe yeah. you're right that there was a false start. So all of a sudden it's third and 21, and it's just, I mean, what are you supposed to do at that point? I mean, you, know? you can't. I don't Other know who you back into field goal range, right? I mean, yeah, right. But like, who do you pin this on? You know, the the the, the gods the taking. I mean, the refs. You want to do that, or like, does the O line not have the discipline? Because there was a lot of false starts from the O line oh, yeah. this game. There yeah, was there were there way were more too many. penalties, more penalties this game than there have been. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I think it was Ben on the post game show that I heard say this, like. Skip had the knife in his hand to go for the throat and the knife was knocked out of his hand by, by a penalty, right? Like what, what's he, he can't pass on third and 21 to try to, you know, to like try to pick up the the yardage. Like then you're giving him the ball back with a minute left, right? Instead of 40 seconds. If if this was the only false start call we had this game, whatever the refs out, you know, they're trying to screw us, but I think there was four false start penalties by the O-line. That's I mean, what? Yeah, two of them from the, from the one yard line before that ninety nine yard drive started. What? What's the issue? What's what's our issue with that? Who who is like? What's the problem? You know? I think I really think the problem there was that SME was doing something that Tech hadn't seen before, and that's doing a lot of motion at the D line at the line of scrimmage. If you see people move and you're not prepared to see those people move, you flinch, and that's a false start right there. Maybe. So. It's something you have to practice, and it's something that we saw in NFL games the next day as well. But you have to be prepared. To, you can't. That goes move. back to the coaching thing. Like we're not prepared for that. I mean, I have to agree. And we've given a lot of credit to uh, Guglielmo, the new. He's done very well making this O line yeah. look better. I mean, yeah, he's got slack in this game. I yeah, mean, that's and, good. and I still think he's done a great job. But this is that's something that falls under his purview. If we're going to give him credit for everything he's done right, then this is something that, hey, look, our guys were not prepared for this. So, so Josh, to get back to your original point at the top of this little segment here, you said, I mean, in the fourth quarter, so we had a seven-play, 25-yard drive, drive end in a punt. Then we forced a punt, and then we scored a touchdown to go up 34-33, to 33, missed the two-point conversion. Um, that's that a, that's a four-minute drive, you know, nine-play, 70 yards. Then the defense, I mean, I thought the defense was outstanding in the fourth quarter other oh, than the last yeah, drive. I mean, but, yeah, the last drive. I'm not even going to pin that last, well, the last play on the defense. And no. There's so much going on in the Hail Mary. You can't. You're supposed uh, to play that defense on yeah. that drive, right? I mean, anybody who says I wanted Tech to line up in their base defense would have been fucking livid when they threw it over the top. Oh, we got smoked over the top. and Right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. So people who are like, don't play prevent, there were 27 seconds left and they didn't have any timeouts. Like give them 10 yards. Right. I, I don't know. I, I think, think we may have, I don't know. I'm not going to, I can't pin this on anybody, but I think in the end, the offense settled for a field goal when we should have had a touchdown, you know? Yeah. Well, we, we did have that. a touchdown, but then there was a, yeah. then there was a hold, you know? So like skip called the plays to score a touchdown and then the hold, I mean, I don't know who we pin that skip on. The I game guess. fine. You know, but and know. it's important to know that this is SMU, not UTEP. Yeah. Like this isn't a game where we were expected to come out there and dominate or Southeastern a week ago. Okay, even though that one, I, let's go back to the UTEP metaphor. It's it's a game against a team that was favored by multiple scores. It was a game that was played well by the team. And if it weren't for that final play, we would be celebrating Skip Holtz. We would be celebrating yeah. this team for playing SMU and beating them 
when they were supposed to be the better team heading into this game. You take that one play away and this whole thing changes. And we've all said that this play is a luck based thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, believe me, I'm not on the fire skip hole train. We got a whole Cheers. season to go through and a conference to compete in, but. I, that I was am. more directed at Matt, who I'm sure is about to jump in with his fire skip holds train. Well, here's the problem with that. Uh, it did happen. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter that it almost didn't happen, which should be the mantra of Skip's entire time at Tech. Almost did happen uh, because it did. They lost. And yeah, this particular type of loss, I'm not really going to pin on him entirely. But when I look at the big picture, when I look at the body of work, it's just another notch in that belt of not reaching the level that we're supposed to. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of like just winning the games we're supposed to. Well, that's, well, <laughs> I mean, that's been the way it's been for almost 10 years. Why don't we get back on track with like the, what was bad about this game? What was good? Obviously bad. You know, we've got the, the final play, but um, Let's, we've talked a lot. We've talked a lot about the bad. Let's just do the okay. good. Let's Fine. just talk. Yeah. What was, where were some good things in this game? Well, for, for me, what was good about this game? When I shut it off, because I never saw the Hail Mary and I still have it. Uh, what was good? I I don't I didn't really watch most of the game because we're still getting ready for the dance performance. But what I what do I remember? There's got to be something I remember. Well, something happened. Give me some time here. I know the uh, smoke, smoke Harris pretended to go after a punted ball. That was funny. That was that funny. was funny. Trey Harris was great. Five receptions, 102 yards. Uh, I'll point out some good stuff because I'm looking at the box score here. Kendall had a great day. Uh, I mean, he did have 15 incompletions, but he still threw for 350, four touchdowns, one pick. I didn't see the pick, so I don't know if it was his fault or what. Yeah, it was a bad throw. Gotcha. It was, yeah, it's kind of busted he, play, though. He, he didn't He didn't see the linebacker in the middle of, of the field and just threw it straight to him. We didn't uh, had, 130, so cool. had 132 rushing yards, which isn't great, but it's not poor. Uh, there were Trey Harris had a tremendous day, two touchdowns, five catches, 102 yep. yards. Uh, average. Trey Harris six, is the real deal, man. He's, I'm excited he's about him. He's a freshman. He's good. Uh, young man, six foot, and he's got he's got great uh, intangibles. Six foot two, two hundred pounds. I don't know what he run. I don't know how fast he is, but he's got to be blazing fast. Hey, he the the touchdown was just over the top. He burned the guy. So I mean, he's pretty fast. Well, his uh, stats so far, this stats through three games, he has eleven catches for 181 yards and three touchdowns, averaging 16 and a half yards per catch. Yeah. Uh, so he's off to a a fair start. I mean, I not like Carlos Henderson, Trent Taylor, seven six years ago start, but uh, he has time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has he has plenty of time. He's a Lafayette, Louisiana product. But yeah, he had a great day. Uh, my boy Grubbs had 13 tackles and led, <laughs> and led the team in tackles. At He's almost so good by necessity, but it's great still. He's incredible. Yeah, I actually disagree because the reason he got so many tackles is because he was getting burned in pass coverage and had to tackle the guy that he was supposed to be covering. So. So many uh, tackles. These these passing uh, teams have been rough on our linebacking core for sure. But um, Nathan, what you got? What's what's your positives out of this game? Yeah, my good thing is back on offense. You mentioned earlier in that final tech drive, the second down and nine play call to throw a pass there. It's such a not skip move. What we've also seen that weren't really skip moves so far this year are trick plays. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mention it during the rundown, but I probably should have. There was that double reverse pass. That was cool. Uh, that was for cool. 48 yards. Uh, yeah. and, and the thing too is watching these 
plays were with Austin Kendall. Just he, so he gets the ball back, and the press the pass rush is instantly in his face because it's a long developing play because it's a it's a reverse. It takes a while to get people moving and tossing the ball and doing all this kind of stuff and picking a card from the deck and and everything. So when he finally gets the ball back, he has less than a second probably to actually get the ball out of his hand and downfield and just a flick of the wrist and the ball is down there. It was not the most accurate pass, but it was beautiful. And then the read option two plays later to take in, take the ball in for the score and give Tech a lead, a two-point lead at that time. Every week I've watched Austin Kendall be better than I have him already in this picture of my head. Uh, I, the immediate comparisons were to Driscoll early on, and I think I'm enjoying watching him play more than Driscoll. I would agree with that too. Yeah, and I think it's clear that he's becoming more comfortable in the offense because this defense was better than the other well no not the mississippi state but um this defense was definitely better than last week but he played better this week i thought um in terms of like finding the open man and and also um he threw a touchdown pass to marcus williams jr the play was from like the three or four yard line or something like that and they had a linebacker that was right on him but austin kendall threw hit threw williams open and like led him just enough to where the outstretched arm of the linebacker like missed it by maybe two inches. And then Marcus Williams was free to just walk right into the end zone. So really just the defense in general, they finally did the whole bend, but don't break thing, especially in that fourth quarter until the prevent drive, obviously. But, but SMU after going up 33 to 28 had a four play punt four play punt four plays on downs, which then gave the tech the ball to, to, potentially score that decisive touchdown which we didn't get you know that's three straight drives in crunch time in the fourth quarter when smu has kind of said you know we're gonna take control of this game we're gonna win this game and the defense showed up and had three straight drives with with only four plays allowed and you know really everything except for the last drive was just i thought the team showed up in the fourth quarter to win the game and and the coaching showed up in the fourth quarter to win the game so hopefully that's something we'll see translate into actual wins in the you know in the win-loss columns here in a few weeks yeah yeah uh if i could add on like the, the defense was great uh, in terms of like just rushing defense and not necessarily in terms of yards but like no rushing touchdowns not yeah. a single rushing touchdown from smu the defense shored up on the short yardage situations in terms of run defense and hey man i, I know sonny dykes likes to pass the ball a lot but you know kenneth dixon set the freshman record for rushing touchdowns like that he he will run the ball to the goal line and we we didn't give up a single rushing touchdown yeah and they tried like they i said tried. three straight plays on that initial fourth down goal line stop i mean sunny dykes wanted to run the ball into the end zone which i think their fans were very frustrated with the way that he coached this game which is why you know the single play at the end you know made it changes look like our our coaches were the bad ones in this game but i i thought skip holtz out coached sunny dykes in this mm. game to be honest uh, we talked about Trey Harris a lot. I mean, he had a great day, but Samuel Milius, he had a really oh, yeah. good, some really good catches. And uh, yeah. Bub Means had two great catches, you know? Yeah. Emilis had the two, like two catches where he should not have caught the ball. He was like blanketed in coverage. And apparently he's just really strong. Honestly, to this point in the season, I'm the most impressed by the wide receiver core, which was the biggest question mark other than the offensive line on the offensive side of the ball. Well, I'm kind of curious, name dropped three receivers in that little section right there. Do you think either of those three guys get player of the game for this game, or is it somebody else? I think it's Trey Harris. For yeah, sure. I don't he's, think you can. He's, I think he's the guy we've been looking for, and he's only a freshman. He's going to keep getting better. 
he is he's a threat and i can't wait to keep watching him so he's my player of the game for sure and yeah i mean he he was excellent for sure uh i mean i've already said all of it yeah. it's probably cheating but i'll i want to give it to austin kendall if only for the playing while hurt and being able to do what he did and still not being afraid to throw the deep pass the entire game. It just makes this offense so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you have somebody? Yeah. Uh, in spite of people dumping on him, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick Tyler Grubbs because in spite of the fact that he got burnt all the time, he still had to make all the tackles. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, give him a shout out for my player of the game. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead into our final thoughts and try to answer the age-old question, did Tech go and did Tech die? Uh, Evan, you want to start off with this one? Man, I don't even know how to answer that. That's why I threw to you first. uh, Maybe? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, look, they they lost the game, right? Ultimately, SMU made the play when they had to make the play to score more points than we did. But we, uh, the way that I said it, in a post on bleed tech blue, I think is, is what I'm going to say here is we won this game fair and square. Like we, we won this game in the fourth quarter. We stopped their offense when we had to, we stopped, you know, we, we scored the points that we needed to. And then they went on this fluke ass play. And the most frustrating thing to me right now is that everyone expected us to be one and two at this point, Vegas expected it, you know, media expected it. Nobody and the fact that we are one and two means nobody cares, right? Okay, ho hum, they're one and two like they're supposed to be at this point in the season. But we're so fucking close, dude. Yep. Three and O is like in a in a very close alternate reality. We're three and O right now, and we're starting to get votes in the polls, right? Where people are talking about us. Like instead, nobody cares. Right? That is and, that that's correct. And we gotta win like five games in a row now before somebody's gonna care. Yeah, that's when if we started three and oh and then like lost to NC State, we'd still be in that conversation. Like in 2012, you remember we started five and oh, and then we were ranked, and then we lost to uh Texas AM. But like two weeks later, after two more wins, we were ranked again, you know, until the end of the season. But yeah, it's just frustrating because it's like what could have been is so close this time, so much closer than it's ever really been before, or at least recently, you know, you writing lyrics so. Uh, apparently um anyway maybe is my answer to the to the question of our podcast all right matt are you going to be as poetic uh no uh far more concise uh tech did did go (laughs) (laughs) i think it was uh that was a good one uh much needed uh i was just gonna say uh they did go but they did die but it's one of those unique occurrences where I told Evan last week when we left Southeastern, we're walking around the uh, the stadium. I said, I said, I feel like they went, but they did die, even though they won. And this time, I feel like they did go because it was a valiant effort. But through the crazy last play, they 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 died because they lost. So I think that they did go, but they died. All right, Josh. So it's like I'm trying to like figure this. It's like the it's like a movie almost where like the bad guy like, like somebody almost gets away with it and like they're walking out and it's like a horror movie and it's like the jump scare death right at the end of the movie the hero didn't make it y- you got m- murdered by michael myers in like the last second of the movie that's what that's what this is you know we we put up a good fight we went through some you know adversity and then you know right at the end gotcha 
we're dead. Yeah, Josh, I'm glad you brought up movies, though, because I think uh, I want to make a reference to the 1999 movie The Mummy and say oh, that death God. is only the beginning because Tech has died two times out of three now. But this team is just so much fun to watch. And it's good. This team is good. Yeah. And Yay. I can't wait. It, it is not the best Tech team that's ever played. It is not the best team in college football. It is not blah, blah, blah. But it's a good team. This team is still figuring things out. It's still learning. It's still progressing. It has now died twice, but this is a fun team to watch, and I can't wait to see it resurrect itself. We have a great team. They've lost twice in three weeks. I guess we'll really have a better better idea of how good the team is when Kusa play starts, which I'm ready. Bring it on. Yeah, and we'll have a podcast up later this week with someone we're inviting over from the Mean Green to talk some a bit about that team. And that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please on Tie podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our website where you can buy shirts in the shop. Or you can do contests. Evan, what are those contests looking like this week? Yeah, so the GTPDD contest last week, the big winner was Daniel Altman with 18 points. Um, the average was probably down miles. around 10. So he uh, he really scored a lot of points there. Um, in first place, we got Shane. Oh God, I have no idea how to say this guy's last name. <laughs> K- Kinnell, K I I H N L. Kinnell. That's what I'm saying. Then in second place, we got Josh. Yes, sir. So 43 points to 40 points, Josh. You're you're close there. But over in the Pick'em, which is up now, so go ahead and do that Pick'em. Um, you know, as soon as you hear this episode, you cannot pick Alabama as a lock of the week. Yeah, you can't. Come I decided. <laughs> I decided this week that we're starting to limit it based on like the super obvious picks because Texas over Rice last week was uh, about half the players' picks uh, for five extra points. So no picking Bama to beat Su- uh, Southern Miss. Um, so you got eleven other games to choose from. But right now in first place we got five oh nine dog with forty nine points. Um, let's see, Josh, you're down here in like fourth. You got forty six. So oh, there you go. Man. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a close race. Head to uh, gtpdd.dog slash pick'em for that one. gtpdd.dog slash contest for the other one, uh, which will be up on Wednesday. I need y'all yeah. to start picking some terrible things. I'm trying to win this right here. But, yeah, again, all that, the shop, the contest, the pick'em, all of that, gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Josh. And go tech. Please don't die this week. Oh, God, please. Someone we're inviting over from the Mean Green to talk some a bit about is, that team. Is it Joe Green? It is not Joe Green. <laughs> What's I the wish. point? Is he alive? I thought he was dead. Wow, what a racist. Mean Joe Green is 74 years old, Evan. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay?